The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Okay. Apparently, we are live. Take it away, <laughs> Mike. It's a party. All right, guys, gals, cleaning nation. Um, we are we're going live for the first time in a minute. So welcome if you are here live. If you are listening to this recording, welcome just the same. Um, Lindsay is, uh, we, we did a cool thing. She sent an email to our list and got a ton of questions from you guys. So we're going to start doing this weekly, I believe. We'll give it a try. And if it works well, we'll keep doing it. Uh, it is two o'clock Pacific, five o'clock Eastern Wednesday. So we can kind of plan on every Wednesday being there. Maybe Lindsay, if there's a chat, she can put in and can put the link or I don't know how that'll work. Um, and if you want to email Lindsay your question, you can email support at growmycleaningcompany.com and you'll get on. So we're going to give this a try. If you're listening to the recording and dig the Q&A, enjoy. If you're like, well, I'd like to answer my question, uh, support at growmycleaningcompany.com and uh, Lindsay will get you get you hooked up. Tell her she's awesome and uh, you know, you know, threaten her with uh, treats and you might do better. All right. That said, Lindsay, hit us with some questions, girl. All right. I like treats, by the way. So all for the treats. I knew I could get into our our hearts. (laughs) (laughs) He knows me. All right. So I'm going to take the questions from some Facebook uh, questions we had uh, on a post I wrote. I've got a ton of questions. Thank you to everyone that sent in stuff. First up, we have Lemur Cleaning Services. And they said each week I interview in person a few potential. No, sorry. Sorry. Buckle up. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let me start that. Each week I interview in person a few potential cleaners, even when I'm fully staffed, because that is what Mike tells us to do. They uh, asked me when. All, big hug, Lieber. I li- already, I'm your fan. This is, you're scratching our itch, lady. So, or sir. I don't know. That's a problem with the cleaning company name. Ma'am, sir. I'm a huge fan. God bless you. Keep going, Lynn. Okay. So they, they asked me when I will make a hiring decision. I do not know what to answer. I do not want to lie, but I feel like I can't tell the truth either. We are not hiring. Your plan B. <laughs> Need your wisdom, Mike. I do everything you say and it works. Thank you. I love all right. Is my wife on this? I just want another human saying I do everything you say and it works and my wife to hear it. That is all I want out of life ever. Uh, oh, oh, this is recording, but I don't think she'll, I don't think she'll pay attention to the recording. So Option one, you could just throw over the table and uh, pick some curse words and stomp out. That would be probably the most fun. Uh, but if you want to actually grow your cleaning company, easy peasy. Just go, hey, we will give you a... And this, by the way, doesn't matter when you think you're hiring or not hiring. The answer is always going to be, we'll give you a call if it makes sense to go to the next step. Now, that said, for the just to be clear, in the group interview, which I love that you're doing, and I love that you're doing, even though you think you're not hiring, um, that's great. So I personally am going to take people through the group interview or from the group to the one-on-one to the working and get them on staff, regardless of if I think I need people or not. So if you think that you're fully staffed, what's the average hours your people are working? If it's more than 15, you're not fully staffed. If you've got more than three or four cleaners, do you have a floater? If not, you're not fully staffed. If you've got more than three or four cleaners, you've got a a floater for every three or four cleaners and everybody's working uh, 15 hours a week or less. You may be fully staffed today 
but God forbid tomorrow you sell something or somebody quits and it really takes a week or two to get everyone through the entire process. The likelihood that you're going to sell something, somebody's going to quit, uh, get sick, get pregnant, need a day off, blah, 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 in the next week or two is very, very high. So you're still ready to hire. Let's say you've got more than a floater for every three or four people. No one's working more than 15 hours a week. No, you could read the future and no one's going to quit. You're not going to sell anything in the next couple of weeks. Let's say all those things are true. The very last question is, is everybody on your team an A plus player? Answer is almost always no. So I'm always going to keep hiring to dilute the hours, give the A players more thing and let people, I don't say fight for their jobs, but let the best people get the hours. So um, I'm still going to take them forward in the process. And even if I don't quote unquote have any hours, I'll be like, we're so busy. We've got so many people that want into this opportunity. You got to work your way up. We can start you as a floater, right? So if you don't have a floater, you can start them as a floater and then they can earn their way onto the, the regular shift. It's a great place to be in. You never have to lie. Um, and I love the fact that you're doing um, interviews even when you don't feel like you uh, need more people. Great question. What else we got, sister? All right. I'm in the chat. There's a little bit of a delay with us. So you might be chatting faster than I can respond, but I see Brandy in the chat and Brandy sent in this question. Wait, you say Brandy or Brandy? Brandy. B-R-A-N-D-I. Lindsay, only accept questions from people with names I can pronounce or I'm going to look and feel stupid. So like. <laughs> I think it's the Midwestern accent. Yeah. Brandy. I'm like, I don't know. That's a tough one. Brandy. Brandy. I can do that. <laughs> like the drink. All right. Brandy says hiring 1099s outside of your area. Question mark. How do you onboard and train them? So these are good questions. I didn't know we were going to get deep. I thought we were just going to have some mm -hmm. fun. Whatever. Okay. So that. Honestly, Brandy or Brindy, however you'd like to be called. I'm pretty sure it's Brandy, but you know, if you're in the Midwest, like Lindsay's Brandy or South, maybe that sounds South, Brandy. Um, honestly, I would, I'd have to ask you a question or two. Why are we making a distinction between where they work and their W-2 versus 1099 status? So that's a little confusing to me. So I, I kind of want to get into that because the reason that I personally would choose W-2 or 1099 is just based on my liability. I want to have workers comp and I want them to have workers comp and be covered regardless of the state they're in. So that's a really, that's a tough one. Um, I want to do the best I can on these Facebook lives, but also if it's a question, it's like that deserves a little more kind of one-on-one. -on -one. That's just too in-depth for me to give one to many. I just, there's details I'd have to ask to be able to give you a, effective coaching. So pass, do I get like two passes per one, <laughs> per one of these? <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Brandy Good, just I'm passing. <laughs> Sorry, Brandy. <laughs> she, I love you, girl. She did comment, my area is saturated. Yeah, that's again what mm -hmm. I'm guessing with Brandy. This is where I'd want to coach one-on-one, -on -one, is we have a lot of beliefs that are not the truth. Like we coach all over the world, Canada, United States, every province, every state. And everyone's like, people don't want to work in my area. It's saturated with cleaners, it's saturated with that. There's a lot of beliefs, the systems and processes work, and they work everywhere. So I I don't know that. I, th I think there's a lot, there's a real problem going on there that we need to un uncover before me just talking about the difference between 1099 and W2. I don't think that's the actual issue that needs to be addressed. Yeah. She said, I'm hiring in rural areas and I don't want to deal with taxes. Yeah. I that, don't know if again, that helps. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it does. It, yeah. Brandy, I don't know how to talk to her one-to-one um, -one, and we can't just yeah. go back over, over Facebook. Yeah. Let's go into the next well, question. Let me, oh, let, me, let me wrap it just the best I can. It doesn't matter. There's the, the concept of paying taxes is the same, whether they're rural or you're in a big city or they're in your city or a different city. The reality with the taxes is you're just trying to do things right and be legal and the right customers on the commercial side are going to demand that you are legal and that you have employees. The good 
residential folk are going to want the bad ones, the cheap ones who are not who you want. They might want to save a nickel, even if they're not legal. The people that have the nice houses that really want their problem solved, they'll pay an extra 50 bucks a month. I know we don't want to deal with taxes and legality, but we're in the labor business. So you kind of got to deal with labor. All right. Sorry, Brandy, probably not the answer uh, you wanted, not trying to bust your chops or high hatch you, but I, I'd, I'd rather give unsatisfying coaching than wrong coaching. All right. What do we got next? She thanks you for trying. Okay. Uh, next. Thanks, Brandy. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you giving me the flat, girl. All right, next up we have Whitney and she is in the chat and she sent in a question. So I'm gonna read her question now. Whitney, Whitney. asks, <laughs> what's the best way to find new commercial business? Really good question. So what we teach and I want everyone to get, and again, by the way, guys, gals, I'm gonna do the best I can, but obviously we can't build a million dollar company in like you know a 20 minute thing or there'd be a lot, it wouldn't be so uncommon. So I'm gonna do the best we can, um, but you know, obviously we can only touch the, in this format with the time frame and one to many conversation, not being able to go back and forth. We can only get to a certain part. So the biggest thing I can give you is you want to have a marketing plan and you go within it. The biggest mistake I see is people just wildly flailing at things. I cold called for a minute and then I sent out some direct mailers and then I did a website and then I put 500 bucks in Facebook ads. Then I tried LSA and we're just swinging and trying a bunch of things. The reality is you want to create a comprehensive plan that starts with leads, bid sales. That's the big thing. People say, I want to grow and I'll go to how much? A million dollars, a billion dollars. Like they don't really have a specific answer. Um, so you want to first and foremost, get clear on what you want. Like, and then you break that down into, so say you're like, I want to add a half a million dollars of revenue to my company um, this year. And you go, okay, what's my average client worth? I'm going to say a thousand. So it's commercial for residential, be a little less for commercial, probably be a little more, but a thousand is easy math. Okay. Well, if I want to add $500,000 a year to my company, well, that's about $40,000. It's a little more, but we're, we're making the numbers easy. It's about $40,000 a month. So I need 40 new thousand dollar clients. We'll call it 50 because I'm going to lose a couple clients and it's really a little more. So we'll just say I need 50 new clients. Great. So once you know, I need 50 new clients total over the next year, if you if you uh, close about half of the bids that you give, and I'm not saying this again, you're like, okay, I need to give hundred bids. And if you're like, well, only half my leads turn into bids. Okay, well now I need 200 leads. Like, that sounds like a lot, but keep in mind, this is over a year. So you divide 200 by 12. Now you just have to come up with a plan that's whatever, 15 bids a month or 15 leads a month for seven bids for, you know, just kind of do the math. And then once you know your monthly, I need 20 leads. Well, now we just pick up, okay, well, local service ads and commercial, you're probably not going to do that. For a commercial, you might go, I'm going to make 100 cold calls and I expect that to get me five leads. And I'm going to do send out 100 pieces of direct mail and that'll give me five leads. And I'm going to do a lunch and learn and that's going to get, and you just create a plan that's going to get more leads than you need. That's the other thing. Build in some buffers. So if you're like, I need 15 leads a month to hit my goal, I'll make a plan to get 20 or 25. So if everything goes bad, you're still cool. So it's not so much what works or what doesn't work. I wish there was a magic key, like Facebook ads, that's that's it. Here's the magic or you know whatever the case may be. It's really having a comprehensive plan. Last thing I'll give, and then we'll move on, is start with who your customer is and what their pain is, right? Most of the time when people go like, how do I get more customers? I say, who is your customer? I don't know, whoever commercial cleaning, like people, <laughs> which means nothing. And what problem do you solve for them? So for me, when people go, who's my customer? It's owners of cleaning companies. What problems do you solve? They work too much. They don't know how to scale. They don't know how to handle their money. They're not making enough money for the time that they work. They're stuck. They're frustrated. They don't know how to manage client uh, teams. They don't know how I can't hire more employees because I don't have the jobs. I don't know how to get more jobs without employees. So I'm, you hear how I'm like very, com very comfortable with your pain. So it's while almost any marketing we do is going to work as long as it goes in front of you guys, because I know what your pain is. So step one, understand exactly who your customer is. And by the way, commercial, medical, those are not kind of like chiropractors who have three people under them in a 2000 square foot spot. They've been doing it 10 years and their pain is this. 
car dealers who are struggling with online marketing and not enough people staying in their dealerships. Um, mortuaries who deal with this problem, right? Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, property managers who are struggling with that, exactly who they are, exactly their pain, and then create a marketing plan that's going to get you more leads than you need, to get you more bids than you need, to get you more sales than you need, and works all the way down. Long answer for a short question. That makes sense, Lindsay, or did I completely lose you and the rest of the world along with you? I think it made sense. And I see Whitney responding in chat. Yeah. It's right. sales Whitney's 101. Happy. Got it. Whitney's satisfied. I'm satisfied. Whitney sounds happy. All right. Let me pull up the next question here. All right. Shanetta Starks in Facebook said, well, how first do of I? All, fellas, I've had three, well, four, but I don't know if the, the company name was Lady or let's try. By the way, if you submit a question, be a human. Like, you know, because again, the only people listen to other cleaning companies, so you're not going to sell nothing here. Be a human. So I know who I'm, t- I'd much rather talk to, you know, Brandy than, you know, top-notch cleaning company. So fellas, we've had three ladies ask a question. I guess all the dudes are either uh, rich and don't need any help or just a little uncoachable. So dudes, come on now, <laughs> represent fellas. All right, talk to me, Lindsay. All right, Shanette, I mispronounced her name is Shanette. How do I quote a hotel for housekeeping and general upkeep cleaning? It's a really good question. Um, again, I'm, I think I can do a decent job answering it, but this is one I, I, I think you need a little more one-on-one attention if it's a big one. That said, kind of ties into what we were just talking about with Whitney, I believe, which is really understand what their problem is that they're trying to solve. So if you're just kind of what the hotel often is going to want is just some sort of what's an hourly rate for your labor, right? They're just trying to do that. And if you play that game, I would say just use a, a labor service. Like, well, we can't use a labor service. It doesn't work. It's like, I know. So you're not just trying to buy labor. You're trying to buy a system and a process and a solution. I can sell you the solution. But as soon as you're you're just selling labor, there's no margin to be had. So you have to sell a solution, right? So for us, if I was like, hey, for our program, you can talk to me and the coach and jump on Zoom and watch these videos. That's worth nothing. But if I, we can help you build a million dollar company, that's worth a ton, right? So with hotels, it's like, well, handle your labor for you and give them to you. That's worth very little. We will help make sure that is you can be fully, you can turn your whole hotel every night with hundred percent occupancy, make a crap ton of money and everything having to do with housekeeping will go away for 20 grand a month, right? So a flat fee to solve a real problem, way more profitable and way more effective for them than we will, you know, our labor costs us 20 bucks an hour. We're going to rent it to you for $26 an hour. Like that's, that's not a game you want to play. So we are typically looking for a 45% cost of goods sold. Um, so whatever it's going to cost you, you want that to be 45% of what you charge them. And if they think it's too much, either they're the wrong client or they don't understand the value that you're bringing. So hopefully I know it's a, you were asking some big questions. We're doing the best I can to, to answer in a helpful way. Hey, new friend, love that you are here. If you want more Cleaning Nation, more us, you can check us out on YouTube. Similar content, you just get to see each other. It's totally free. Or if you want to say, hey, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, join our free Facebook group. We love hearing from you, Cleaning Nation. That's what makes it magic. Jump on, we'll see you there. The next question comes from a guy. Woohoo! Now it's <laughs> was it actually from a guy or did you get shamed into like moving a guy ahead? No, I didn't move a guy ahead. And we know him, former client Tom Clements. Tom Clements! Oh, <laughs> dude, love that guy. Yes. Brother? So and he asked great questions. So he said when Facebook stops being effective, Google, this is kind of hard to read. Google is not that direction. I guess he doesn't like Google. That's how I'm taking that. What is the next platform, social or otherwise, in your opinion? 
that's question number one. He actually snuck in two questions. That's so. super complex. So let me hit that one before uh, mm -hmm. we try anything else. So kind of going back to the thing we said earlier, it's not so much about which platform do I use. It's what system of marketing am I testing? So again, we want to have lots of things going on. So it's not linear. Like we do this and then we do this and we do this and we do that. We want to have three or four things we're testing all the time. And I would have some questions for you, Tom and Brandy. Miss you both. Uh, his bride. Um when I hear things like not working, I'm like, whoa, 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 slow that down. So first, Tom, I would break down not working into data. And if you're a client, you've got your uh, Rockstar Results tracker uh, that will do this for you. So I would track over time, leads, bid, sales by, as is in the tracker. So if you just fill out the tracker, you'll have all this. Leads, bid, sales by source, by dollar amount. So we can, because not working, I don't know what that means. Could be like, well, before... I spent 300 bucks and got six leads that turned into two bids and one sale for $1,000 a month. So that was a good thing. And now I spent $1,000 and I got 27 leads, but only two turned into bids and none turned into sale. Like there's a lot of nuance in there. So before we just threw some, the baby out with the bathwater, I would be very shocked is not the right word, surprised to hear Facebook, quote unquote, doesn't work anymore. Like, do you need new copy? Do you need new creative? Do you need to tighten up your budget? Do you need to tighten up who you're speaking to? So I would really want to kind of get to the bottom of what not working means before I just threw the baby out with the bathwater. That said, and the same with Google, like Google's not, I know is a little unclear our direction or whatever. I'm like, what does that mean? So the reason for our clients, we have that, we have a tracker for all this stuff is when they ask this question, the first thing I always do is say, well, let's pull up the data, pull up the data. So going forward, if you guys have questions, if you can bring me, I spent this amount of money over this time period on this platform with this offer. And I got this many leads, this many bids, this many sales. Now I can really give you an answer. But when it's just like, this doesn't work, what'll work better? I'm like, I don't know what you, what do you mean by work? <laughs> so not trying to be cagey and I answer the question, but, um, always start with the data, right? Let's get the data first. And then we, and I know it sucks. It's painful. I'm like, oh, just tell me the magic bullet. I wish it was. <laughs> I'd be retired if, if that was it. Um, so yeah, start with the data is probably the, again, not the most satisfying answer, but I want to see you guys be successful before uh, satisfied. All right. What's question number two that I can avoid? <laughs> <laughs> question number two. The second you... question he'd like me not to answer. <laughs> Okay. What are the tools up and coming that will assist us to get more time freedom? Yeah, that's it. like, <laughs> did you just ask me to read the future, Tom? Because I, I, <laughs> I appreciate your thoughts that I have that capacity. I can assure you I do not. So again, and I hate to be such a putz, but this is what I do with my clients. So sorry, non-clients. Um, if you like this, maybe you should be my client. If you don't like this, do not be my client because I'm just going to make you angry. Um, the question is so important. Like, let's just say I had, quote unquote, the perfect answer to every question, but you guys only ask the wrong questions. I could coach till the end of time and you wouldn't get anywhere. So anytime I see a question, that I think I don't want to say it's flawed, but is ineffective and in not getting where you want to go. I'm typically going to rephrase the question and answer the question I think you should have asked, which is such a jerk control, control freak kind of move. But again, I want to see you get the results that you want. So what I hear you saying is I would like to save time. So I guess that's why I always start. What's the goal? Why are we asking? Like, what are we trying to do here? So like, I think Whitney said, how do we get more clients? I'm like, how many more? In what time frame? What's like, we always are going to start with the goal. So there's an infinite amount of crap you can buy to save you time, to save you money, software, coaches, programs, vendors, there's all sorts of crap you can buy. And if you had unlimited time and unlimited money, sure. 
but since we have limited time and limited money, we got to be really clear on what we want. So I would start with what am I, when I say try to save time, am I trying to make more money in the same amount of time, the same amount of money in less time, more money in less time? Like I'm going to be, what in, are you, am I trying to save a certain type of work? Like I don't like this type of work, but I want others. Is it just total night hours? Is it, I want to work the same amount of time, but I just don't have to be here. I want to be able to do it from anywhere in the world. So I hate to be a jerk, but come back next week, rephrase the question to what's your ultimate goal you're trying to achieve. And then I can get, you're like, I want to build a house. What tool should I use? I'm like, well, hold on. <laughs> like, are we doing drywall? Are we laying concrete? How big is the house? Or I want to build a structure. I'm like, is it a house? Is it a birdcage? Is it like, what are we talking? So my loving, loving, loving uh, request, Tom, is maybe resubmit for next week with the exact goal you're trying to achieve. And I think I can give you a lot better coaching. And by the way, guys, guys are like, hey, he won't answer a question. I promise you, if all you got out of this time together was how to formulate better questions and nothing else, no answers, just how to formulate a better question, game changer. Asking the right question, the perfect question is like 80% of the solution. So asking the wrong question can actually take you away from the solution, even if you get the right answer. So questions, wildly important. Um, let's go about two, two quick ones. Three quick ones or, or two long ones. Let's. All right, let's do this one. Um, what are the areas? This is from Amy Hackett in, in the Facebook group. What are all the areas of data? She's a climber, Amy. Mm -hmm. Yes, Amy, definitely. What are all of the areas of data points that need to be tracked slash watched to see the full overview of how the business is going and how often should each one be updated? Big hug. Yeah, for all of you guys, like, what am I doing? I come on for question and answers, all questions and yelling. There's no answers at all. I'm going to answer because that was a great freaking question. So super specific, super, I don't want to say easy to answer, but simple when you know it. And it's a great question. Really, really specific. So um, I think Amy's a client. So all of you clients out there or former client, you know, because we get whatever. Um, we are constantly updating. And if you are a elite graduate and alumni, you get access to all the updates that we've done. No extra charge. We just love you. We just updated our um, tracker from our Rockstar Results tracker, which was good, to our 10 by 10 roadmap, which is we always want to get everyone to 10 grand a month in profit, working 10 hours a week from anywhere in the world. That's always our first, first, first deal. So Amy, get with, uh, if you're the graduate, I think you are, get with Lindsay and she'll get you that tracker. And if you just fill that out, that's it. That's everything. So I'm going to answer it for everyone else that's not a client, but for you clients, ignore this part. Just get your tracker and fill that out. It's all right there in one simple spreadsheet. Okay. That said, for all of you guys that aren't uh, clients or, or alumni, really to answer the question of how often, about once a month when things aren't working and weekly or even daily, depending on how on fire they are. So generally it's going to be once a month. We're just checking in. Everything's red. Everything's green. Maybe a little tiny yellow. Monthly is good. We start getting yellow. You know, I'm going to go every other week, every week, and we get into full red. We might even look at it daily. So it really depends on how good or bad, you know, if everything's working, we'll just see in a couple of weeks or a month. So the first thing is our P&L, and that's super simple. Sales, up, down, why? Um, anything, by the way, there's nothing good or bad. You just want to know why. So sales is first, cost of goods sold is second, percentage, my 40% cost of goods sold is 60%. That's a big deal. Expenses and then profit. So on the P&L, that's really what we're looking for. Um, when it comes to everything else, I'm looking for leads, bid, sales, applicants, interview starts. That's pretty much it. Um, especially if everything's working. Now, if anything in there is broken and not working, then we're going to drill down and there might be more specific things that we're going to dive into based on the yellow flags that those indicators are leaving. But from a global view, certainly if you don't have your 10 by 10 tracker, um, leads, bid, sales, applicants, interview starts, and then your P&L. And specifically on your P&L, sales, cost of goods sold, gross profit, expenses, net profit. So really good question. All right, we got, I think that was a medium one. Let's do one more. 
Okay. Oh, she also asked a follow-up question on that little in-between question there. How often should the CEO be looking at that data? That's what I was talking about, monthly. So monthly. Again, okay. fire, well, but if it's everything is good monthly, if it's on fire daily. So nothing mm. drives me more nuts when someone's like, I'll be talking to a non-client, like, hey, what's your biggest problem? And they're like, hiring. I would kill. I don't have any people. No one wants to work. This is my biggest thing. And I'm like, great. How many applications did you get last month? Huh? I don't know. What? How many of you interviewed? What? I don't know. Like, so if you're not, if hiring is great and you don't know off the top of your head, that's fine. But if your number one problem is hiring, you you should be checking that all the time, like weekly, at least. Same with, um, we're not getting any new clients. Great. How much did you spend in marketing last month? What? How many leads did you get? Huh? Like, it's okay if you don't check all these things all the time. But if you say that's not your number one thing, well, then you should check it off enough so you know like what your lead flow is. So hopefully that makes sense. The CEO, when things are running good, we just let it go. But when things are going bad, you, you dig your nose in there and you're up in that business. Got it. All right. That's good clarification. And uh, last question I think we have time for is Rose Sicetto. Hopefully I'm saying that right. My Italian sucks. By the way, all dudes are all ladies, Tom, are only, are only saving grace mail. So fellas, come on next week, at least 50, 50, like you don't need to take over, but let's represent a tiny bit. Ladies, hats off. Nicely done. Go ahead. <laughs> Her question is how to price janitorial services on bidding portals. I'm not sure what a bidding portal is, yeah, but maybe, you know, floppy one. So I don't, I know what I think she means. I don't know what, maybe that'll match up what she actually means. I don't know. So I certainly, first of all, I would do no bidding. Like if there's a, like, put in your bid, no information, just bid, bid, bid. Everyone's going to bid. Like, I don't like, I call them cattle calls where it's just a bunch of people and they're just looking for, not even interested in. Like if some, if you, one of you guys came and you said, Hey, I heard your Facebook live, Mike. I think I'd like your help. I'm going to put my, I'm going to put a thing out for coaching for 20 coaches, put in your bid. Good luck with that. <laughs> That's the luck in your, uh, your business is going to be my response. If you really have a problem that you want solved, I'm happy to have a conversation with you about it or one of my team will. And if it um, makes sense for us to help, we can talk about that. If not, no problem. But there's always going to be a conversation to really solve a problem. And if there is no conversation, $800, 300 bucks, $9 million. I don't know. what if, if, I, if I don't know what the problem is, what are we talking about? So I personally would not bid on anything called a bidding portal for any reason. Um, so that therefore hard to say, you know, like, <laughs> like the question when you're beating your employees, what kind of a stick do you use? I'm like, well, I wouldn't beat my employees. So I don't, I can't really, <laughs> I can't really answer that question. So I don't know that I would ever bid through a portal. There's just not enough context. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. And I don't know if this helps, but Rose came in the chat and said, I actually mean portals like bids and tenders. Yeah, I have no idea what she's talking about. So we need a little more specific. Uh, and I've only been doing this eight years and coach, I don't know, 10,000 people. So bins and, bins and tenders, I don't know. But any sort of thing where it's just like, here's the thing, put in your number and, and get the hell out of my face. I'm not participating in that. That's not a party I wish to attend. Um, for me, if I'm going to serve, certainly on commercial, I'm the expert. I will help you get clear on your problem. I'll help you figure out a plan for your problem. If we are a good fit to solve that problem, we can talk about that. If not, fine. But the reason they're probably in the problem that they have is they put out some sort of bid or RFQ and like everyone shut up and just do this and just do this thing. Um, I I want to work with people I can consult with and really help understand their problem, help them understand the problem, make sure I understand the problem before I literally make a proposal to solve the problem. I need to understand it if I'm going to do a good job, just throwing numbers at it. 1800 bucks, three grand. Like, what are we doing? Like, you know, I had a car dealership, you know, it'd be like as insane as people calling and going, what does a car cost? Like I, <laughs> without any more data, I don't know. And I can get $10,000, a million dollars, $4, depending on the car you're describing, those are all correct. So I'm not going to participate in anything where it's 
I'm not able to solve a problem. It's just like, give me a price for this thing, but I'm not going to tell you what this thing is. My answer is no, thank you. Okay. Sorry. I feel like I'm giving a lot of unsatisfactory answers uh, this week. All right. I feel like we're good. Anything we need to cover? Any other love we need to give? Give any shout outs? Anything we need? So that's it. That's all we got in this for this week. If you didn't hear your question, I got plenty more questions for next week, actually. So I'm excited. Awesome. And if you uh, would like to have your question answered or made fun of, depending on my mood, the quality of the question, email support at growmyclinicovideo.com. Lindsay will sift through them. Uh, pick out the ones that I'll scream the most about, whether I'm helping or just screaming, and we'll all have a good time. See you next week. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.